Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. We're the kids in America. Is that the same song? Yeah, We're the kids in America. Oh. Everybody watching my baby world. We're the kids in America. Oh. We're the kids in America. This is season two, episode 36 of uh, Ruthie, Me and My Dad, the 74th episode in all, and we've reached a, a bit of a climax, really, because next week we're not doing one while you... It's only taken down. 74 hours. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but think about... When to you get was, to the dramatic you were a small, arc. You were just a child when we started, and now here you are. It's going a year off, and a half younger. Going off to... And uh, you were sprightly. <laughs> yeah, sprightly. Going off to... I definitely to, didn't think we'd still be doing it, you know. Yeah. Well, we'll I thought we'll do this for four weeks max. Mm. Well, we'll see what your schedule is at university and then hopefully we'll return the week after next. Last week, and we've got quite a few emails about last week, we were talking about your wobble, how, you know, you weren't sure you wanted to go and you, you were uncertain about your future generally, which I suppose would be natural at this turning point. And, uh, but do you see how nicely the turning point in the podcast re- reflects the turning point in our lives? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely well done. It's as if we planned it. As if we planned it, yeah. One of my friends, I won't, no names here, but one of my friends uh, wrote to me saying he understands, you know, because he's got somebody the same, uh, he's got a child the same age as you and there were wobbles, etc. Uh, but she finally uh, started at Manchester University. I took her down at the weekend. Sunday night she got drunk, even before, I hope this is not going to be you. Sunday night she got drunk, uh, even before her hallmates went out and then threw up. Monday she renounced alcohol and bought a bike. <laughs> Tuesday, she lost her bank card and had to work out how to cancel it, order a replacement and get cash without one. Yesterday, she spilled a glass of water on her laptop and spent the day worrying it wouldn't work again, then joined a gym, and she is the least sporty person ever. Anyway, the advice from my chum is that uh, every 18... Tell Ruth that every 18-year-old is shaky every day, as is every 30-year-old and every 49-year-old and every 70-year-old, etc. Thank, thanks to him for that. Uh, and we got a few. I got one or two tweets. Uh, and obviously, I lost them because they're way down my Twitter feed now. But also saying almost exactly the same thing that it wasn't something, you know, being shaky as you were last week wasn't something to worry about too much. No. no should we start? Yeah. Just to test the levels. I feel like we should have a montage in the um, time of your oh, life by you Green like, Day. Like Friends or uh, Seinfeld. Yeah. Yeah. Here's a one liner to uh, test the levels. Oh my uh, God, we're still testing. We're still testing the levels. (laughs) Apparently, smoking cannabis can affect your short-term memory. Well, if that's true, what do you think smoking cannabis does? Is from Mickey P. Kerr. Yeah. No. No, it's okay. So, just to update on last week, you're still... A little bit wobbly, but... Different wobbly. Different Just wobbly. now I'm just, like, nervous about going. I'm worried that no one will be friends with me. Why do you think they might not be friends with you? Because they might not think I'm cool, or they, they all might get on better together, and they just will hate me. Well, I'm always a little bit worried that everyone will hate me. I know, I know. But all the... But there'll be lots of people there who will be a single... They won't come with a bunch... Nobody comes oh, with no, a bunch no, of no, mates no. to university. No, no, I know, so but... You, um, 
yeah, and everyone says this, everyone's in the same position or whatever, mm. but you're still nervous that people are not going to like you. Everyone likes to be liked. Well, of course everyone likes to be liked, and no, because you're bound to find people at university who are simpatico, you know, people at university who are uh, much, Similar. much like you, yeah. Similar to you, similar attitudes. Yeah. I mean, you might find that a lot of them aren't quite as uh, truculent as you are. Truculent? truculent. What does that mean? It means... It's an insult. See, you've used a, long, a big word that I don't understand, so you can insult me without me knowing. It just no, means does you, it mean um, opinionated? Opinionated, and, yeah. yeah. Truculent. That's a good word, though. So, You're truculent, too. Mm, run me through how the week is panning out. How you? the week because is you, panning out. Well, on, this sat- week, on Saturday... We're going to take you, or your mum's going yeah. to take you, because you don't want both of us there. No, it's too much. Like, I'll get too, like, upset and stuff, because I know that a lot of people, both their parents go, um, but I'll just be too... I'm su- I was surprised you're not in London, to be honest. No, I'm not working. Oh. I've taken it off deliberately, so oh, I've you? to university, yeah. Oh, you shouldn't have bothered. But you still, I'll say goodbye to you on Saturday morning. I'm also only going to York, so it's not as big of a... No. deal um you know to, if you're dropping someone off in glasgow or london or something it's a bit more of a thing mm-hmm. anyway yeah i didn't want both of you to go because i thought it would just be too much like i don't want it, i think i'll be more upset about leaving home and like more homesick if it's made a big deal out of it if it's just like we're just going to drop ruth off then i won't feel mm. as weird about it um going to ikea today to go get some stuff for my room duvet pillows bed sheet like a bin, um, like a lamp, some pots and pans, a rug. What do you need pots and pans for? Because I get breakfast and dinner. I'm in catered accommodation. Not that happy about it, but it's fine. We're working <laughs> through it to I, to make lunch, and if I want to cook oh. as well, like I might do. And then that's really, I'll need to take the stuff, some of the stuff off my walls in my bedroom to pack up to take with me then it'll be really real. And then I need to, um, you know, pack up all my clothes and stuff. Mm. But as we said, you're only going to York. <laughs> so <laughs> Yeah, but it's still like... I mean, moving. It's, it's it's still the half. thing is, though, this is... I always think about this. You go from being, like... Even if you're quite independent or whatever, you go from, like, living in a house with the people you've always known. I went to high school and college with some of the same friends that I've had since I was like literally four years old or younger um and then and also the people who live nearby and they're like the same you know the people that you've had all these memories with and stuff and you do that for 18 years of your life and then you have about two months and then they're like here go like move out of your house with people you've never met before, people who come from all over the UK. Do you know what I mean? All the people I've known live within for half an hour of where I was born. And then you, we're not, you're not going to sit in a classroom anymore. You're just going to have lecturers. You're not going to be with any of the people you know. You're going to be with people who are from really different backgrounds to you, all different homes and stuff. You're going to be doing a different course. Is it is really exciting, yeah. but it's like incredibly daunting. Mm. It's such a big life change that they kind you, they kind of just throw you in, I mm. guess. So uh, it's no wonder that so many people really struggle to adjust. Mm. Well, well, you will struggle to adjust, no doubt about that. And then there's also this thing of um, they, you know, you, they have this freshers' week, which I think is partly just to distract you from the fact that you've moved out by. Mm partying for a week or whatever and doing lots of keeping you busy Mm. but there's all this pressure to make freshers week like this amazing week and stuff and i think that's really counterproductive yeah we'll forget about that. yeah yeah i think why would you have a really great week with people you barely know like you're Mm. gonna have a much better time the last week of your freshers Mm. year Mm. because because know, you have got to know yeah, people, you know, yeah, they'll be your friends. Mm. So it will be, it will be disconcerting. But I remember when I went to university a long, long time ago. When I got there, I did feel disorientated. But I met, I was queuing up for something. It was during Freshers' Week. I met these two guys who were from sort of similar backgrounds to myself. Tony from Preston and another guy, uh, Mike from York, actually, as it happens. And uh, because I was up in Scotland. And I, it felt disorienting because everybody spoke with a Scottish accent. Mm. So I was the only person who was speaking with yeah, a that's Northern even more. accent. And uh, I met a guy from York and a guy from uh, Preston. Did you talk um, like this? 
back in the day? Or were you no, more like I was Manchester-y? More, man, more Mancunian in those days. Not exactly Noel Gallagher, but fairly, no. uh, <laughs> fairly Mancunian. But at that point, you know, you settle down because you meet you, you yeah, will meet yeah. people that you have lots in common with, like yeah, yeah. and all that sort of. No, thing. and I, I kind of know I do. Like I am, I'm nervous, but not like unreasonable amount of nervous. No. But it still is a it's a kind of a worry, you know, that you won't go along with your flatmates up, or something. Picking up a, a foreign language. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you'll be able to, you know, with a bit of luck by the end of the sp- the the Spanish thing is I've barely practiced my French over the summer. Um, no, I've noticed. <laughs> so I'm sure that first lesson will be really tough. I have mm. been doing a bit more with the last two weeks. Have you? see all the stuff that i do dad well i see i know that uh, if i knock on your door and come into your room i will hear the soundtrack to how i met your mother or uh, or friends or something like that it's not but you're, you're now you're now attuned to it you're going and yeah you know because you had it even since you decided you were definitely going after first of all you told us you weren't going then you say you definitely were going there's still been wobbles after them but you're not to, you're just what you're just nervous. Now. Yeah, I'm just nervous. Ner- yeah, which is like excitement. You're nervous is a yeah. form of excitement, isn't it? Yeah, I suppose. And when we sort of re reversion the podcast, if you like, uh, the week after next, you'll keep us in touch with everything you're doing. Rebrand. Really yeah, we we'll rebrand it. It'll you, yeah, I'll, it'll be more. I'll talk a lot about what went on in the what goes on in the weeks, what yeah. what I'm feeling, and it'll be more. Definitely. More about student life. Right. I want to talk about, like, diet culture. Diet culture, yeah? Yeah. So, um, and, you know, these... They're not even diet. They're, like, more like lifestyle bloggers and stuff. And people who have um, eating... I don't even know what the word would be, because it's not a diet, but... um, when you choose to like completely go without sugar or go without gluten oh, right. or go without carbs. So regime. Yeah, regime. Um, so there's a woman called Sarah Wilson who um, quit sugar and she now like loves to eat chocolate. And anyway, it's a whole thing. But uh, someone was talking about the, the woman who invented I Quit Sugar had an eating disorder for a decade. And it, she, the, the woman who said this was like, I struggled writing this as it feels very uncomfortable to expose another one but i felt someone has to in aid of the thousands of followers who replicate her eating um and obviously you don't want to replicate someone's eating who's had an eating disorder or had you know problems with eating or like dangerous behavior when it comes to eating and so i thought it was really interesting how when with all these like diet culture things and all Mm. these recommended like nutritionists and stuff they don't have to have passed any exams you don't have to be a actual nutritionist to then recommend to thousands and thousands of people the way that you eat food and quite a lot of these like diet culture people are people who promote cookbooks with recipes without carbs or whatever Mm. have all had like dangerous eating habits or eating disorders in the past and then other people copy their diets things really terrible I think you're right. I mean, I think the thing to do is not follow any diet, any sort of fad diet, if you like. Yeah. Um, There's such... Um, I feel like people are so focused on what you eat at the moment as well. Um, and cutting out whole I food think, groups, I think, is the worst thing. Mm. And it's such a... It's really... It's, it is like a dangerous eating habit, eating disor- like disordered eating behaviour. That's what it's called, like mm. disordered eating. Um, to say, oh, I never eat sugar. Like, if you're saying that you never eat something, it's probably not he- a healthy behaviour at all. Most di- a lot of diets. And it's always 70- young girls who are, like, well, these massive followers of these people. Mm, well, 75... They, we're talking influencers, aren't In, we? Yeah, yeah. It's this, like, blogger and influencer thing where you don't even have to... You don't have to be qualified in anything no. to say sugar's the worst thing in the world, don't eat sugar. Yeah. Most diets focus on not eating carbs, which, or a lot of diets focus on not eating carbs, which is apparently a very easy way to lose weight. If you cut out carbs yeah. from your diet altogether, you will lose weight. Yeah. But there are whole other loads of dangers that come with yeah, it. Yeah, you need you know. it for energy. Yeah. Like you need, like you do need carbs. I think the you? thing to do is ignore most well i've always said and i've said this probably on this podcast any health advice that you read in a popular newspaper 
Uh, yeah, yeah. If you get the health section of the Daily Mail, pluck it out of the paper and put it in the bin, because virtually anything in that section will be uh, will be nonsense. And most most stories that you read in the popular yeah. press, and obviously, but I think it's these influencers who are the worst in the world. Well, because people are unlike yourself. People aren't reading newspapers because we know you read a newspaper <laughs> last week. Um, therefore, they, they. I did the puzzles. Mm, they're getting a lot of. Um, they're getting a lot of advice from. Yeah. Just ignore it. Is, is yeah, but it's, it is hard to ignore though because then you also see like I mean, the pictures of bad for you. Yeah, yeah, but you see the pictures of these like girls who are always like absolutely gorgeous, and then they say, "I quit sugar," and like look at me now or whatever, and you think, "Oh, maybe if I quit sugar, I'd look like that." And it is hard to it's hard to completely evade these things. There is a, the actual quitting of sugar. There are uh, you know there are sort of respectable people who you know respectable yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, proper uh, medical people who said quit sugar. But it's hard to do it properly. That's all. Yeah, it's very hard to do. So, how far are you in uh, to Margaret Atwood's uh, book uh, Testament? Is it Testament? I'm about halfway through, but probably just past halfway, maybe. Uh, and it, it, is it worthy of all the it's hype? It's really, really brilliant. Completely worthy of the hype. I don't want to talk about it too much because I want to talk about it after I've finished it, which I definitely will have by the next podcast because having a week off. Um, and I hear freshers, you get a lot of time to read. Do you? Well, it'd be good to get you reading <laughs> you again. Because I was kidding. Your, your chilling period. Um, no, I've been reading quite a bit, but I've not got any like proper recommended reading for my course because it's languages. I don't have like a big reading list really, which is weird. No, will you have to read? You'll obviously have. There's no point in reading Maupassant in translation. No, not in translation. There's no point. No. But I don't think there's some. There's some like books of like short stories and stuff that Mopus, are like there. Um, Mopus on short stories. Yeah, so that would be like short, and they won't take long to read. That would be like what I would be trying to read. But there's some books on that recommended reading thing that I looked at them and I looked at the like um, you know they give you that like taste a bit on Amazon or whatever, and I looked at it and I was thinking bloody hell I cannot read that, <laughs> or like I could read it but it, it would take me a day to read four pages. Like right. some of them are really hard. I like can't remember what? what... I can find the reading list and tell you what the books are if you Marcel want. Marcel Proust, À la recherche du temps perdu. I've read the titles of a lot of books. I've not actually read the books. It's the, a, but The Handmaid's Tale is completely living up to expectations. It's brilliant. Really, well, The really Handmaid's good. Tale was written in 1985. Oh, not The Handmaid's Tale. The Testaments. Yeah. The Handmaid's Tale... The Handmaid's Tale 2. Mm. The Handmaid's... So a long time between... Did she write anything in between? Or did oh, yeah, she's written loads of books. Written yeah, loads yeah, of yeah. Books, yeah. She, yeah. She's written tons of books. Mm. I've read Alias Grace, which was really good. Oh, right, so the other books are worth reading. Yeah, yeah, really good. I really liked Alias Grace. I've not read mm. any of the others, I don't think. Yeah, there's a piece um, in, the, in the Times by uh, Alice Thompson where she uh, was writing actually about The Handmaid's Tale. Basically, she was talking about the launch, the midnight launch of uh, the Testaments. So a lot mm. of people dressed up, didn't they, in The Handmaid's oh, Tale yeah, yeah, uh, outfits to go and uh, buy the book, uh, The Testaments. Uh, she went to this launch, so there were green drinks and talks on how to embroider feminist wall hangings. <laughs> Have you thought of embroidering feminist? You know, I saw a tweet that someone was on a plane and someone was embroidering on, you know, like an embroidery hoop, Mm. eat a bag of dicks. Really? (laughs) And they had like a picture of it. And I thought that was quite brilliant. Yeah, I'd do some feminist embroidery. That'd be quite fun. That's feminist embroidery, is it? That's feminist embroidery, yeah. Yeah. Is it? And where's that that, that come from? Does that come from The Handmaid's Tale? What? Feminist embroidery. No, no, no. I think just... They, they are made to embroider and stuff in The Handmaid's Tale because that's like a woman's job and stuff. Mm. And so then The Handmaid's Tale is a feminist book and obviously, you know, anyway, she, it's funny. She, she writes, Since I read The Handmaid's Tale as a student 33 years ago, uh, women's rights have progressed only to regress. Having attended a mixed sex school, I knew women were obviously as brainy as men. The girly swats were far more ambitious with our colour-coded notes. Uh, there was no need to be a feminist. The Handmaid's Tale was a terrifying fantasy, and the next century was already ours. However, she says it's we've regressed now from mm. uh, the progress. Well, that was because, like in the eighties when she wrote it, she felt that things were regressing with like the backlash against 
feminism and stuff and then she felt like things were regressing again when she wrote the testaments in 2016 do you do you think things are only in the, I mean, I think publicly they are in the sense that we have uh, Trump and he's sort of grabbing by the pussy thing. And we have uh, Boris Johnson and uh, his various big girls blouse and girly swat and all that. So I think if you, I think on the surface, things are regressing because you have Trump and Johnson as the, you know, the two leaders who are most prominent to us mm. here. Whereas in the past, you might have had Obama and Cameron. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Uh, some interesting emails this week, Ruth. Uh, Howard Raucus, who's written to us before, as always, he said, I enjoyed the latest podcast. However, I have to agree with Ruth on the lyrics to Jolene. Uh, the song could certainly be interpreted as the singer being insecure or feeling inferior, but to another woman, Jolene. It would also work if it was a man singing the same song about another man, Jolene, perhaps. It could also be interpreted as a feminist song because it highlights that a man is likely to fall for a woman solely on physical attraction Uh, I don't agree with all this but this is what he's saying Uh, I can't see anything in the song that would question female equality only personal insecurity and male male shallowness I agree uh, anyway, he enjoyed uh, Dion DiMucci. Howard's a bit of a music nut. He enjoyed the Dion DiMucci track that I played, mm. um, which you can you find the whole thing on uh, Spotify? Yep. Excellent. I enjoyed uh, hearing Dion uh, as your feature. I travelled to New York last uh, summer, or he puts New York last summer, just to see him play. He's 80 years old, and I would have regretted it if I never saw him perform. Superb, apparently, 80. Wow. Still performing, sounding nowhere near his age, his voice in great shape, and he looked 20 years younger. Uh, good luck to Ruthie at university. Whatever path she takes will be the right one, says Howard Raucus. Well, that's nice. A lot of faith in you there, Ruth. Uh, Personally, I hope she becomes a broadcaster (laughs) and keeps us entertained for many years. I, too, have a daughter that's uh, younger than me. Isn't that amazing? What a coincidence. Uh, Who's just completing a PhD and becoming something of an expert on poet Philip Larkin. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's cool. She is also my reserve moral compass in these interesting times. Uh, Martin Davis says, Hi, Ruth. Did your career choice influence your course choice at uni? No. Okay. Uh, Don't know what my career choices yeah Hugh Bessant says hi Martin Ruth a very moving episode a very moving episode this week as Ruth had her uh, wobble one thing I know for sure Ruth is that the decision you're taking right now is not even on the magnitude scale it seems important now because this is the most daunting thing you've faced and you think you're taking life-changing decisions the truth is you're not you have all the time in the world which more or less I do agree that you do have all the time in the world but it is still an important choice there yeah it's important but not not earth-shattering I don't think it is a big decision I don't like to at the end of the day you're 18 years old yeah. You're 18 years old, your whole life's in front of you. Your whole life's in front of you. I dropped out after a year, did something entirely different. Uh, your brother dropped out after six months, did something entirely different. Your important life choices are yet to come, put it that yeah. way. But, that way. Th- but then again, like, it does affect your life. Like, you know, it affects the people that you meet. But, but I'm sure there's a statistic that, like, two out of every three people meet their future spouse at university or whatever. Like, those kind of things, it, it's a snowball thing. 
He says on his email, uh, my son decided not to go to uni and got a decent job instead. I keep telling him that if he... And a couple of your friends are doing apprenticeships, aren't Mm. they? Mm -hmm. Quite amusing. Oh, they told some funny stories about in their office and stuff. Because I thought it was quite amusing that one of you... Oh, one of them. Oh, no. I don't know whether I can say this, though. Hopefully no one will know. Um, So she was saying... The office is full of like quite a lot of older people, and she doesn't what's really have what's any. What's the apprenticeship in? Oh, it's like business or something. Yeah. Don't and and she's sat in the office all day, and she doesn't always. They were both saying that neither of them really get enough to do. Like a lot of times, they just sat there and like don't know what mm. to do. Um, one of the, one of them was saying that she messages her mum on LinkedIn all the time because they're allowed to have LinkedIn up. That's the only thing. So she like gossips about her other co-workers on LinkedIn to her mum, which I just think is hilarious. Mm. Um, and then she was saying there's only there's only really one of the person who she gets on like all right with in the office, and she's like. Yeah, yeah, he's um he's really nice and um you know he's alright to chat to. Then she just like burst into fits of laughter and we're like, what? What is going on? And she's like, yeah, no, he's really like he's alright. He's pretty normal, but he just has the biggest ass. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, what? What? Like he's fat? And he's like, no, no, he's like really slim, but he's just got this really plump ass. Which <laughs> I just thought was really funny. Yeah. Anyway, my advice, this is uh, Hugh's advice, uh, my advice for the very little this is worth is be happy. Do what you want to do if you can, because if you don't, you might regret it. And let me finish on an old man rant. Uh, student debt is a myth. You don't pay it back until you're earning a significant sum, and even then it will probably not cost much more than you pay for your mobile or Netflix or Spotify every month. Most of the debt is never repaid. It's just a worry to hang around your neck and weigh you down. Mm. Which is true, although I think you've sort of got it is a worry isn't it uh, knowing you're going to come out with you because people say it that's what we're people it's, say it's a worry because other people say it yeah. but like martin lewis who's the like money saving guy he's always like people need to stop referring to it as a as a debt and a loan and stuff like it's just counterproductive and it's completely stupid and it's used as a way to discourage people from low-income backgrounds from mm. going to university and it's completely wrong that they do it and um it's not a debt you'll have to pay it back very, very little. Most people never pay the full amount back. Stop worrying about it because it's not useful and whatever. But people do say it all the time, so then you start thinking. And then also you see these massive numbers. Like I got got an email that was like, it said like £27,750 or whatever. And I was like... Seeing that number is yeah, yeah. crazy. See, that's more than you could ever win on Pointless. Yeah, Do you know, way you, more. Yeah, if you watch someone on the telly... Win <laughs> Never win anything on Pointless. Mm. No, it's crap. If you watch... No, people do win. But if you watch... Uh, I have to say that in deference to my friend Richard Osmond. No, people, people do, do win, people do win, but they win like... They'll be like, so what are you going to do with the money? Oh, well, we're planning um, a trip to Australia. And it's like a grand to split between the two of them. You wouldn't even get flights for £500. No, you wouldn't. Oh, if anyone's listening who works for Pointless, my idea... So in the final round, when they get... If they get... You get three chances at winning the Mm. jackpot getting a pointless answer if their other one of their other answers or both of their other answers are pointless they should get an extra 250 pounds on the jackpot to give them some incentive to get three pointless answers rather than just the one that you need good point very good point i'll put that to uh i think that's the issue i feel the most passionate about in the world in the world yeah yeah the most passionate uh, more passionate about feminist issues about modern slavery about clean water climate change yeah those things were only second you want everybody to if they come up with a pointless answer in the final round of uh, pointless to get an extra 250 no no if you come up with an extra pointless answer the first pointless answer is just to win the jackpot then if you get second you get an extra 250 pounds if you get one after that another 250 pounds on top so you could win 500 pounds plus the jackpot Uh, Paul Evans says, afternoon both, great podcast, big fan. He says, I'm stuck in the middle at 30. He says, just a brief one, I had two years out before going to university uh, for similar reasons for Ruth and uh, worked. And it was the best thing I ever did. I also took a year out after second year to work again, as my closest friends at uni were. And that was equally very useful. Can't you find, Paul, can you find something that you can stick at? He says, your course is obviously slightly important, but I couldn't tell you 
what I learned in the first two years in lectures. However, I grew up a lot and learned a lot about my identity. Go to university, but maybe not yet. Well, you are going, but just enjoy this time and keep up the good work, says uh, Paul. And if you'd like to know how he finished up, he finished up as operation status at the bottom of his email. He's operations director at School Health UK and also vice chairman of the British Obesity Society. So how about that? Interesting. Yeah. I mean, if the British Obesity Society, you like to think once a year they have a, like a Christmas do with a buffet, but you wouldn't know what, the, what would be on the buffet. Just did you see the adverts the, the, they did? Um, it was like looked like a cigarette packet and then it said obesity kills too or whatever. It's a really brilliant advert. I don't know whether that was the British Obesity Society, but if it was, that was well done. good. Well done, the BOS. And Stephen Hurst says, congratulations to Ruthie for talking so candidly about her university dilemma. Uh, I'm sure you'll make the right decision, whatever. Well, I think you've made the right decision. You're going and uh, it's going to be an interesting adventure in your life. Um, even though you're yawning, it is very exciting. I'm, I'm yawning because I'm, I'm all thought out. <laughs> it's a really tiring week for um, me. I'm sure you'll make the right decision, whatever. Uh, I think Stephen's in the impression that you're maybe not going. He says, um, anyway, if you don't go, commiserations to Martin for having to do t- for having to delete her room from Airbnb. <laughs> um, he says, love the podcast. Where can I rate or slash recommend it? Uh, Steve Hurst, old fogey, but not an old crony. He says, now uh, Apple Podcasts. Yes, that's the best place, isn't it? To 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 comment and review Apple Podcasts. Apple Podcasts. I'm, I'm not sure whether I can um, look on Spotify. You can share it on Spotify. So if you there was just one person that you wanted to send it to, or you can share it. No, you can share it by tweeting it on Spotify. But if you want to like leave a comment and a star yeah. review or whatever, then Apple Podcasts. <laughs> I'm delighted to see, Ruth, that as far as the music goes, uh, you've returned to a bit of uh, rap. A bit, bit of more, hip, bit of pro- hip, like proper rap, hip-hop, yeah. hop Tell me what it is. Um, it's a song by Anderson Pack. Who has been a while, baby, don't go there. Who has been a while, baby, come here. Shape like pear, baby, jet black hair. You bought the drinks and I paid no care. Hold a nigga down, don't go nowhere. Who has been a while, baby, come here. We peeking. Uh, Anderson Pack, uh, Pack um, spelled a strange yeah, way. Yeah, but it's, it's a song called Jet Pack. <laughs> I just said Jet Pack because I was thinking Anderson Pack. No, it's called Jet Black by Anderson Pack featuring Brandy. Mm-hmm. Um, but Anderson Pack is the real artist how do you on spell it. Pack? Okay, so you spell Pack P double K. Yeah. So um, this is a guy from. He was born in 1996, uh, and he's from Oxnard, California. Oxnard? Is that how you say that? I think it is. Anyway, but his real name is Brandon Pack Anderson. That's his, and his real middle name is Pack, P-A-A-K. So he's Anderson Pack. Uh, yeah, and he, he's, they've been really popular or whatever. They won the Best Urban Contemporary Album at the Grammy Awards. What's it all about? In 2018. It's, it's called uh, Jet Black. Featuring Brandy is yeah. the title of the song. What? Somebody's got jet black hair? Is that more? Or less I don't really about? know. No, I couldn't make it out. I could make out the jet black hair. He keeps saying jet black hair. Yeah, but I think it might be just about like just a about girl hair. or something like that. I don't know. Um, yeah. And he's thirty-three, which I always think is quite old for like a for doing that for sort rapper. Of stuff, Do you know yeah. what I mean? Usually they're mm. about twenty-three. Yeah. But yeah, he's quite. He's really cool, and I really like that song. So yeah. yeah. Well, these. Oh, and that's from his new newest album, which came out in two thousand nineteen, called Ventura. And these people that I'm going to play uh, are more like 73. Uh, that was the faces and stay with me. I, I, I gather you're familiar with that. I know that song, yeah. Mm. Well, you you have heard it on the TV or films, in the films? or something, maybe. Yeah, yeah maybe it, films. Do they do another song? Because I recognise their 
their voices they a lot. They do lots of other songs. That was Rod Stewart. Is they called Faces or The Faces? The Faces. The Faces. I think they're called The Faces. I think they're just called Faces. Oh, they're just called Faces. Yeah? Yeah, Faces they're called. Ooh la la, I think that's the one I know. Well, they've done loads of songs. They've been revived several times. I liked times. that a lot. Well, I'm surprised you did, because oh, you obviously weren't listening to the lyrics. Um, Stay you, with me. Yeah, that's the chorus. But basically, he's saying to this... Uh, I, well, I take it's a one-night stand, and he's saying, uh, just, you know, I'll kick you out. Don't say you love me, I'll kick you out the door. And the I mean, if you looked up the lyric, you'd find... Um, but I don't mind it in songs. Ah. Songs are not... They're in... I mean, some stuff is just, like, gross. Like, there's um, some songs by rappers which are just, like... I can't remember there's a song and it's, like, um, no means yes and yes means harder. Like, it just, like, properly gross lyrics and stuff. But if that's something like that song or, like, Jolene, and they're just a personal expression of, like, feelings, you can't really get annoyed with them, I don't think. No, well, that's very... Uh, see, rock stars, when you... Um, and Rod Stewart... The, the, the reason I, I, like, I love the face is because it was Rod Stewart before he just became a joke. You know, Rod Stewart mm. did become a joke. Do you think I'm sexy and hot legs and those various things that he did uh, as solo singers. But when he was with the Faces, that was a band that included... Uh, there was a, an original band called the Small Faces, who were very big in the 60s, and then they be, just became... Fa- well, actually, I'm sure they are... They're just, just Faces. I think they're The Faces. No, I think they're just Faces. Well, on... I just looked them up. On, did you... Wikipedia? No, I looked them up on Spotify, but oh, I Oh, that's can, fair enough. If I looked them up on... No, on Wikipedia, there's just Faces, but Wikipedia isn't always right. Wikipedia makes mistakes. Wikipedia makes mistakes. Well, it does. Yeah, they, I mean, they are just faces on, on Wikipedia. Yeah, right, faces. But they were originally the small faces, then they became faces, and they were joined by Ronnie Wood, who's now one of the Rolling Stones, and Rod Stewart doing lead vocals with them. And they were your archetypal rock band. Yeah. Who, so people seem to have given rock bands a clean bill of health as far as sexual harassment and sexual assault and all that goes. And uh, everybody says, if it's a, a TV personality from years ago, everybody says, oh, they were, uh, they were having sex with young girls or whatever. Eventually, they're sort of airbrushed from history. Jim Davidson, those sort of people. Never heard Whereas, of them. No, well, exactly. Yeah. Airbrushed from uh, history, and then there's various others. But the things that Led Zeppelin and Faces and uh, even the Beatles used to get up to. Oh, I'm sure of, that they they had sex with underage girls, girls who were about fifteen. Mm, well, but the, the, you know, everybody says, "Well, they're rock stars," and it's sort yeah. of uh, yeah, yeah, it's not of, right though. I think it's fine. Like, I'm, mm. I don't think we we don't have to go on like a witch hunt after all these people. But oh god, no! Um, now when it's like these rappers, people like Drake and stuff, and they're talking clearly about like doing it with underage girls. It's like, if you're doing it now, you need to be called out about it. Mm. No, I would I would agree with all those rappers. Uh, leave my view is you know leave Rod Stewart alone and just go after the rappers. But I played that primarily to introduce a topic about what we should listen to. Well, you know, and taking up Jolene last week as well. What's okay and what's not okay? Because there's a song called Melting Pot by Blue Mink, and I don't know whether you saw this story. That was a, it was a hit in the late sixties or early seventies, probably early seventies. And that song has lyrics... The idea of the song is that we should all be one big melting pot so that everybody should... uh, Using terms that were current at the time, uh, it said that, you know, black people, what they called coffee-coloured people in the song, and white people, and they talk about um, little yellow chinkies or whatever. It's all... It's littered with... Yeah, you see, uh, that's wrong. That's that's not... well, you say that it's not it's, the same it's as littered like... with, it's littered with terms that are not acceptable now in 2019 however i think is it a good song into, yeah it is a good song it's it, madeline bell is a brilliant singer she was the lead singer but then of like the group Blue but that's, that's kind of different to a song that's just kind of got outdated sort of views about mm. stuff well this is like got, that's actively offensive to people well yeah you say that and, and it, dehumanizing you be, well you say that and you may be right but that that's been banned anyway by global There's so many songs in the world though yes there are so many you don't songs. need it well 
what do you need you don't need that's why I will say to anybody who's writing a book you know Margaret Atwood for instance oh there's too many books you go into Waterstones there are at least 25 books that you think I must read that tomorrow you just look at the yeah, back yeah, of the but book there's too just many listen we don't, to other we songs don't need another book well, we don't need another book. We don't need. Uh, we don't need any more songs. We could shut down. We could shut down the entire cultural history of the world now, and there would be enough for us all to. Yeah, yeah. I get what you mean. Yeah, I yeah. suppose you're right. But anyway, they banned. The, what, what I'm saying is, they picked on that one song uh, to ban. This is uh, global. They may have done it for the publicity. They run a heart and LBC and a few other radio stations. So. They, a lot of other radio stations, so smooth as well. So they said they're not going to play it on smooth, I think it was, where they said they wouldn't play it, where it might have got played. But the, there's a guy called Ben McIntyre who wrote a piece in The Times uh, about all the other songs that are totally incorrect these days, but probably like Jolene, but he doesn't mention Jolene, but songs are totally incorrect these days in our sort of woke society. But... Don't you think we're intelligent enough to know it was written 30 years ago? For instance, uh, In the Summertime by Mongo Jerry. Have you heard In the Summer? In the Summertime when the weather is... Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. So the lyric goes, Have a drink, have a drive... Go out and see what you can find. If her daddy's rich, take her out for a meal. If her daddy's poor, just do what you feel. I but mean, then that's like, they're like outdated opinions about women and mm. money and men. <laughs> but, but they're not... They're not ra- they're not racist. Well, let's see some others. They're not they're not racist and they're not offensive and they're not well, to have a drink, have a drive, to an impressionable mind, this might be taken as an inducement to drink driving, hunting down an impoverished woman and doing whatever you want with her. Um, we should instead sing, drink a glass of water, go for a bracing walk. Uh, if you're down with a person of means, offer to split the bill. But if your companion is of lower socioeconomic status, do not assume this makes them sexually available, um, which would be the, the woke version. Uh, but they haven't banned that record. Um, the 90 1984 Band-Aid anthem, Do They Know It's Christmas. Well, they changed that lyric, didn't they? Have they done that? I in the, they when done. they did the remake last year, the year before, mm. they did it. But the 1984 one still gets played. You, in the stead of, thank God it's them, instead of you reaching out, touching you or something. Yeah, they the did lyric. change it. Yeah. They did change that one. I mean, the, this lyric hasn't been changed. And there won't be snow in Africa this Christmas time. Yes, so there will be snow in Africa because it's a massive continent with many mountains. It certainly is, and there's Kilimanjaro, which <laughs> is in Tanzania, which is in Africa. So it, not only is it probably slightly offensive, but it's also inaccurate. Yeah, it's just like geolog- geographically mm. inaccurate. And it says, well, it says, when nothing ever grows, no rain or rivers flow, do they know it's Christmas time yeah, at all? Yeah, also like the Nile. Mm. This song appears to tell Africans they're lucky to be alive on a continent devoid of water, trees or joy. <laughs> and the line in Greece, the song in the film Greece. Oh, did well, you, let, I mean, don't even get me started on Greece. Did she put up a fight? That'll have to go, since it implies enforced sexual submission. Still, none of these things are, like, really, really offensive. Mm. They're kind of just outdated. What about Kung Fu fighting? You know that song everybody wants? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know yes, song? yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Before you sing it. I want to do three <laughs> seconds. Three seconds. All over. Kung Fu fighting contains references to funky Chinamen. We never say Chinamen these days, or they used to. Uh, and funky Billy Chin and little Sammy Chung. So it would be a shame if Kung Fu fighting disappeared from the... Uh, canon of mm. songs you're allowed to listen to uh, Tammy Winnett's Stand By Your Man If You Love Him You'll Forgive Him even though he's hard to understand um, this must now be retitled, uh, retitled Stand By Your Man but only if he's prepared to stand by you in a relationship of strict equality so the faces uh, an example of that although you very rarely hear the faces because it does imply this is what I'll kick you out the door um, but you like the song. It's, it's I just don't, I don't band. know where I they stand on all these things. And, and I think Stewart, I can do without the melting pot. I think we, you know, I think we're sensible enough and mature enough to know that we don't refer to Chinese people as chinkies. You know, we know that. Yeah. It's a, yeah. It's a, a bit of a charm. And the thing about what I love about melting pot is despite being hideously politically incorrect, it was slightly politically incorrect at the time, as I recall. That's um, the thing. Yeah. Like, if something is politically incorrect saying, at the time that, of it... it was well-intentioned. The idea was it was a song against racism written at a time when there was 
a lot of racism. The, the fact that it's the naivety I like, the fact that they were writing this song saying, let's have a plea for us all to get together. And then all the race. I found it amusing that they've used all these racist terms in a song uh, pleading for racial equality and uh, diversity, if you like. Although diversity hadn't been invented yet in the mm. uh, late 60s, early 70s. So, Ruth, uh, a new reality show. Yeah, uh, how I love reality you TV. Love reality show, the Circle. Yes, uh, watched The Circle we, last night. I watched a little bit of it at the start before I got fed up. And, uh, but yeah, on the, um, the first episode of programs like that are never mm. that good. Yeah, we're just we're just meeting the people. What's the Circle? Is people? Well, tell so me what, they tell me how it works. go and live in um, basically a block of flats, very aesthetically pleasing block of flats, but a block of flats all the same. Um, and they so they go to this block of flats and they all get to communicate through this thing called The Circle, which is essentially a social media app. And they're competing to be ranked high high by the other players. And then you have, like, influencers in The Circle and they'll get to decide um, people who will be voted to leave The Circle. And how are they ranked? More likes? Is it likes? No, by each other. They they just have to put each other first to seventh and then there's various different twists and, like, ways that they'll vote and stuff. But that's essentially the thing, is it's who can be the most popular. But they never see each other first to first, so you can pretend to be someone you're not can pretend to yeah, be your son. Because there's one woman pretending to be her son. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. And then there's one person pretending to be a woman with a baby. Yeah, so that's essentially how it works. But I do think it's really interesting. Last year, it was really good. Um, it took ages to warm up. But what makes it, it was interesting? Good, it was They're pretending to be other people. That's what makes it interesting, with the people who are pretending to be other people. Mm. It's also just interesting seeing how people interact when they can't see each other. And presumably the mix of... The, the real people that they are, they're carefully selected. And I noticed mm. they went for uh, Zoe Ball's son is one of the contestants. Yeah. And you can win £100,000. You wouldn't think he needs a hundred, but you can <laughs> No, but I mean, if you're the most popular. You t- you, he yeah. must be kind of going on there because he wants a career in mm. entertainment or something. He's yeah. only 18, though, my uh, age. I, well, I saw that. And you and I Zoe Ball, similar people. So. Well, when I saw Zoe Ball's son there, I thought, Phew, nepotism. I think that's outrageous. Outrageous. She's putting her son into some kind... And he's... Um, he seemed quite quite sweet, though, actually. And he's Fat Boy Slim's uh, son. Yeah, yeah. As well, obviously. Fat Boy Slim's son, Zoe Ball's daughter. <laughs> Zoe Ball's son. How did that? Yeah. So he's on there with... The, he's got this sort of entertainment background. Yeah. He, he should have a good chance, then, shouldn't he? Yeah, it depends whether... I mean, if he says that to people... I doubt they'll think he's lying, because what a weird thing to make up. Do you know mm. what I mean? If you're going to say you're someone's son, you won't go Zoe Ball. No. Do you know what I mean? Because she's not quite yeah. famous enough. If you were picking a famous... Uh, person to pretend that to I was their daughter, daughter. would it be? Because you could pretend to be mine, and you'd get away with it. Yeah, but they would be like, why are you telling me this? Yeah. <laughs> it's a weird it, choice. Whose son would you... Whose son would I pretend to be? <laughs> yeah, who's, yeah, you could yeah, do that. Yeah. Um, do, anybody, do people do that, pretend to be a different... Yeah, yeah, and then there's one girl who's a lesbian, but she's pretending to be straight, because yeah. she thinks that'll make her more popular as well, which is probably true. Um, Just to explain what the circle is all about. Yes, that's the circle. Why, why do you find it more interesting than any of the other reality shows, you know, Big Brother or Made in Chelsea? Or... Well, Big Brother's rubbish. Right. For starters, Why Made in Chelsea is still great. Yeah. <laughs> made in Chelsea's constructed reality, though they're yeah, different. With, yeah, Made in Chelsea is a different thing. But the Circle and Big Brother, I don't see why the Cause, Circle because there's the like social just... media and then not being able to see each other. And it, like last year, it was really good because it's this boy called Alex and he pretended to be his girlfriend Kate and had pictures of Kate and blah blah blah. And he was pretending to be a girl the whole time. And then this boy called Dan clearly had like a bit of a crush on her and oh him, but he thought. It was Kate, and then it's like they're real people, and their feelings can be hurt, but they're also playing a game. Like I think it's quite interesting. Quite there's a lot of like elements to it and stuff. So, Depends whether it'll be good. Mm, Do you so know what I mean? It's one of those things where it rests on yeah. what happens. Like it might be rubbish, mm. but last year it got good. But people, uh, unlike Love Island, you know, where we've had suicides and things, mm. people shouldn't get hurt because they're pretending to be other people. So, yeah, but then like the people who aren't pretending to be other people, because yeah, they could get contest, hurt. They could get hurt if they're unpopular. Yeah, and, get... and then like this boy Do when they met, slag each other off when they met things? that they, they, when they found out that this girl was in fact a man who wasn't didn't fancy him at all and was like not interested, then. 
like that must hurt your feelings you know it's catfishing like that can hurt your feelings how do you mean catfishing pretending to be someone that you're not oh, online right, right. that's what it's called catfishing yes i think um, did that before yeah i think so so like you can the people who are real can get actually hurt whereas the people who pretend to be someone else are kind of safe from that you know they're detached but good tv good tv yeah yeah it's a clever program idea we'll mm. see if it's good yeah it's one of those things like love island that kind of it'll be good if the people are good and it'll be bad if not yeah and the other thing and richard madeley's on it richard madeley's on he's it. going he in there for it? two weeks to like stir the pot and he will be pretending to be someone else as well so many pro richard madeley oh my god how does he have time to eat and sleep and stuff he's literally on everything well he's on a lot of things he's a bit like romish ranganathan he's on now romish ranganathan is on everything i don't know how he's doing a tour in the uk and yet every time you switch on the tv he's in sri lanka or you know up mount kilimanjaro he's he's somewhere in the world every time you switch on the tv doing a travel hard worker a very hard working, very good comedian, very decent bloke. But, um, <laughs> and this is the um, portion of the podcast where we praise Ramesh Raganathan. Uh, he's good, he's great, I like him. I know you've had trouble finding a meme. This Honestly, week, Dad, Ruth. it's thin on the ground. Well, you say that, maybe. No, not. genuinely. Mm. I look through Instagram literally all the time. Yeah, so have we found anything? Yeah. It doesn't have to be hilarious. Mildly amusing will do. You know what's wild? Remembering that children hear things for the first time without context and are literally like, what? I just said, see you later, alligator, to a four-year-old. And I think it was the first time they had ever heard that. They froze in their tracks, looked at me, completely bewildered, then replied, see you later, chicken, and kept walking. (laughs) Someone else who's commented on it. My sister has a substitute teacher from the UK who said, cheerio, at the end of class. And obviously her response was, and Fruit Loops to you before walking out the door to the bus. <laughs> Do you know, I enjoyed that. I enjoyed both of those. They were excellent. There you go. It's a crime with no victims. Uh, we can, if you want to get in touch with us, do send us the emails because, as you'll have heard this week, they bolster us up. Uh, and the address to send them to is Martin and Ruth Podcast at gmail.com. That's Martin and Ruth Podcast at gmail.com. And one last time for those of you who are hard of hearing, it's Martin and Ruth Podcast at gmail.com. And also, if you want to, while you're online, if you want to listen to the songs from this week in full and all the others from all the other weeks, then you can go over to our Spotify playlist, which is Ruthie, Me and My Dad. Or Martin and Ruth. You can find it either of those ways. And you can hear the horrifying lyrics of uh, Stay With Me by by Faces uh, all the way through. Thank you. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.